1: That's Stamps.com. Code program.
2: Great.
3: Great. Hi. Great. Hi. Hi.
2: Hi. <laughs> From two different parts of California.
3: Wow. One of us is in SoCal and the other one is the other one's in NorCal, but not really. Like more Take like, a guess who? Yeah, guess who's where now?
2: Well, you're probably right.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Santa Cruz. Carrie's in, holding it down in Los Angeles.
2: Wow, we, I was just saying how like Santa Cruz is so like grungy, spooky, like ghostly California. I love it. It's like Victorian grunge, Victorian beach houses. It's so cool.
3: Yeah, it's a really grungy beach vibe. And then Um, there are lots of deadheads in the area, too. Oh,
2: oh right. Do you feel like kind of at home
3: i feel like i I have like a good community here brewing there's there was a guy wandered into some tie-dye store downtown and it was just like one guy who owns a tie-dye store that he tie-dyes everything in the store by hand and oh hell yeah he has tie-dye workshops and he's just an old head and he was like now i have a store
2: were you guys like talking about shows you've seen
3: Yeah, he just, he's, like, I love, like, old crusty deadheads because they, you, like, give them a prompt and then they'll talk for an hour. Right. And so it's almost like an improv class or something.
2: When did you get into the Grateful Dead?
3: In high school.
2: Damn. So you've you've been in it for a minute.
3: I've been in it for a minute, but I would say things really changed in 2015 when I went to go see the Fare Thee Well tour that they did they did three Uh, concerts in a row to celebrate like the 50th anniversary of the band did you go to all of them yeah i went three nights in a row and that's how i became like a true head in my opinion before i I was like like... a spectator dipping my toe in the water enjoying but like that really turned me
2: damn that feels like almost like indoctrination
3: it was things changed for me after
2: that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> was it just like? Was it just like hours and hours of Grateful Dead?
3: It's like twelve hours of live music, total. That is
2: crazy. Mm-hmm. Was everyone like on another level?
3: Everyone was on another level. I was like continually spinning off the planet from like various combinations of hallucinogens, and
2: <laughs> it was a journey. yeah. I always wa- so is it just like is it like people doing shrooms or is it like weed or?
3: There's a lot of different what is it things. mostly I'd say it's mostly pot and alcohol, mm-hmm. and then I mean, you have a lot of different types of deadhead fan that goes to the shows. You have some like right. these, like old crusty dudes that like love to smoke weed. you have like people that have really like gone off the cliff with acid, <laughs> <laughs> and like you have people that are just like. Spinners, they just spin around and around and around and around in the corners. Like, you kind of see all walks of life. There's randomly, like, lots of people. Like, white dreadlocks are pretty prolific. Mm. And then there's like, wooks.
2: That's a little place of Nunca for me.
3: It's a total place of Nunca, but they really <laughs> make themselves known. It's the one right. community that, like, accepts and doesn't question a white dreadlock. <laughs> And then there are a lot. That's there's good. a whole factor of like wooks <laughs> that are basically just like white homeless dreadlocked dudes and their girlfriends who may or may not also have white dreadlocks, and I am still wondering how these people manage to pay to get into shows or like make their way like travel. Yeah. it's bizarre. Like I don't understand. Like people I always that, wanted to know that too. Yeah, people that should be like. Living in a tent under a freeway somewhere, managed to scrape together enough money to like end up at the gorge somehow. And I'm like, How, <laughs> how did you do this?
2: Well, there's a will, there's a way. There for-
3: is. And so that just goes to show you just pick yourself up by your bootstrap. I'm like, You could like aim a little higher, and the world is yours, sir.
2: Oh my God. The other, I was talking about for some reason. Grateful Dead came up in a conversation the other day, and I said Andy Garcia instead of Jerry <laughs> Garcia. <laughs> and then I thought about the movie Book Club and how we were talking about how hot. Was God. I talking about? Yeah, we were talking about how yeah. hot he was in that movie, He's just like so plowing hot. Diane Keaton in like mm-hmm. Sedona, and how we wanted that.
3: Just like literally drop me from an airplane over Sedona. And he's there. I'll pull the chute. I'll land in his backyard and we'll be together forever.
2: Under a moon.
3: Under the moon and the stars that come out at night. We'll find, we'll fuck in a vortex.
2: <laughs> but I, I, there was a period where I, whenever someone said Jerry Garcia, I just thought of Andy Garcia.
3: Oh, totally. There's like the, have you ever seen Half Baked? I think so. That's like one of my favorite comedies it's so dumb it's like really bad like stoner humor but it just mm-hmm. makes me cry and jim brewer plays a deadhead pothead like character and at one point he buys a little sat like they make a lot of money like selling weed and he buys a little satchel that's supposedly filled with jerry garcia's ashes oh. and they're like who sold you that and he's like Barry Garcia, Jerry's brother, and, like, (laughs) (laughs) it just, like, truly kills me.
2: Oh, my God. Yeah, my dad was a um, security guard one summer at his college in upstate New York, and I think he said they got word that, like, the Grateful Dead was rolling through for a concert in the town the college was in. So he said, like, over the week, just, like, hundreds and hundreds of deadheads just started pouring into this small... Town and that is like Hamilton, New York mm-hmm. to see the Grateful Dead. My it was like my dad's. I think it was like his first brush with like like
3: hippies. The GD.
2: No, he was. I mean, he 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 would experienced hippies. I think he might have been into them at the time, but he was just like they just descended on our town, and it was. Yeah. And he was like a security guard, like in quotes, like he was a student who basically was just like <laughs> had a little badge, and he would had to like you know make sure things weren't going too crazy, like I think. But he yeah. said it just it it became like it was like woodstock or something
3: it's its own traveling like city almost because they set up shop like they do like their own shakedown street where all the vendors like sell stuff so there's like a outdoor marketplace that you can Mm -hmm. cruise around and buy shirts or crystals or drugs and then you like pack it up and then everyone watches the show then you go out and then there's like a party on shakedown after the show but that's always i call it shank down street afterwards because it truly is like a dark scene whoa it's, like, all nitrous balloons, and it's, just like, oh. at, night, at nighttime after you've, like, tripped acid and had, like, a life-altering experience, you don't want to see the real aftermath of that.
2: Oh, for sure.
3: I want to, like eat a grilled sorry. cheese and call it a night. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah call it a night. I, I remember I went, like, three years in a row to Dave Matthews.
3: <gasps> yes. Because
2: Dave, Dave came every summer to Camden the camden waterfront in new jersey and at the tweeter center now i think it's like the wachovia center i forget, but um site of also my rock my last night of drinking when i went to see josh groban with my parents and blacked out <laughs> um, but you did I, some
3: real highs and some real I had lows some
2: real lows but dave was always a real low and i didn't even like dave matthews and i just went because everyone went to the lot which is what they called the tailgate like the parking mm-hmm. lot the lot we're all going to the lot. All the high schoolers were on taking the speed line. They all had their backpacks full of beer and, you know, w- vodka and water bottles. And then we went into the lot and, like, it was just everyone, all the high schools from all over the area were there. And you just, like, walked around and, like, talked to people. And people were making out. And they always had nitrous balloons. I remember doing, like, nitrous balloons one year and, like, crying because it was raining. <laughs> and I was like. No. I know. I had you a little, ba- I had, a, like, a. I had like a little drawstring bag on and I was like running around <laughs> being like,
3: my mom thinks
2: I'm gay. Like <laughs> telling my friends like that my mom had, cause she literally had just asked me like something about like, she was like, are you going to see girls at the, at the Dave concert? And I was like, girls that, you know, and I was like, yeah, mom, maybe. And she was like, if you have something to tell me, like you should tell me. And I was like, <laughs> no. And then I like went to this concert. was like having like a breakdown over it. And my friends were like, Oh my God. And like, in between that, doing nitrous balloons, and then just passed out on the lawn inside. And That's that was a my lot list. to deal with. It was a lot. It was a. My, it was a lot to deal with for my friends. I think.
3: I think for everyone involved, like before a Dave Matthews Band concert, is not the time to pressure your gay son to come out to you. I know. <laughs> like clearly, he's off to a Dave Matthews Band concert. He's not in a place of reveal. I know. <laughs>
2: it was. God bless my mom. She was. Just, <laughs> she was just trying to understand but um yeah but Dave was always I, and then like in high school like oh my god
3: just you were not cool unless you went to a Dave Matthews band concert right. in high school
2: but I, I had the least chill of anyone at a Dave <laughs> Ma- like I was so unchill <laughs> at a Dave lot like you I was a place of nunca at age 16 through 20 and you, like, it was really bad of,
3: woo are just like a true place of nunca starting out
2: woo woo like woo and then ending with like oh my god yeah like i can't feel my knees you know like (laughs) (laughs) like i am i am floating through like i am on so much nitrous right now like i can't and beer yeah i can't even so much
3: beer that was me because i saw like um Phil and Bob used to from the dead used to play together and they would come to the Oklahoma city zoo amphitheater a lot. So those were like the first places that I saw any sort of like grateful dead esque live shows, but I was like so fucked up during them. Like I would just take like handfuls of shrooms and then like basically like p- black out, like being a walking blackout and like, so, yeah, it took me a while before I really, like, <laughs> tuned into the concert.
2: Yeah. I And it was always, like, I, I just have this memory of, like, couples, like, high school couples that I knew that were, like, on the lawn. That's what everyone was on. You know, no one could afford, like, the nice seats. We were yeah. all on, like, the way back. It's just, like, a girl in front of a guy and the guy's arms around her and they're just, like, swaying their little hips and dancing to, like, do
3: do do do. That's classic.
2: (laughs) And just like they're doing little twirls. I was like, oh god, it's so hetero. It's It's such
3: a hetero scene. (laughs) It was. And oh my god, it was
2: so funny though. Like so much mono probably being passed around. Like so much (laughs) mono.
3: Yeah, I it's um I never made it in high school to any Dave concerts because they happened in Dallas and I was in OKC's and my mom just like Mm. wouldn't let me go. And then finally, I got my moment in 2015 when they came yeah. to play at Irvine, and that was a really transformative night.
2: Oh, good!
3: Yeah, it was beautiful.
2: I can't believe my parents like paid. It was like I think the tickets were like always like a hundred dollars.
3: They're expensive.
2: Like I they can't believe they were around. like, yeah, like the fact that they were paying for me to go like <laughs> do nitrous. Yeah. God bless them.
3: God bless parents right speaking of parents speaking who of really parents, need God's blessing
2: okay so this episode of Rowan Jay is I think where the season's really starting to pick up
3: this truly the twists and turns I could not comprehend I was like how did I just watch this show 10 years ago and just be like oh my god like this is the craziest shit I've ever seen
2: so Teresa becomes a new parent mm-hmm. again for the fourth time it starts with her like waking joe up she's like joe
3: <laughs> she's like joe there's jo, pressure we go. there's pressure so we gotta go and she's like, like ca- casually laboring like she's oh like, yeah really not making a big deal out of it
2: not making a peep she's tiptoeing through their like mausoleum home she still has like i think she has like little kitten heels on and it's, like, 7 in the morning, all her girls are asleep, and she's just gingerly, like, rousing Joe from his, like, meatball slumber.
3: Bare sleep. He just, like, is, he's refusing to go to the hospital.
2: Joe basically, like, every night sleeps in, like, a giant magnum of, like, Carlo Rossi <laughs> wine and just, like, marinates in it. Like, when he when he wakes up in the morning, his eye, like, the eye bags under his eyes are just, like, full of wine.
3: Yeah, they are. You could squeeze him out if you ran your hands down his body and like wine would drip out of his pores.
2: Yeah, he's
3: a sponge. He goes like And he's into log mode when he sleeps too. Like I feel like he's the kind of guy that just sleep, sleeps with his hands down by his side like on his stomach with his face down. Like he's just like Yeah, aw, which is like is like logging apparently
2: on. like the worst way to sleep. Yeah. My chiropractor told me it's like the worst place, the worst way to sleep.
3: Don't sleep on your stomach.
2: Is on your stomach. Yeah. yeah, which I do sometimes.
3: I think I do in like the mornings, but not, not a lot.
2: Yeah, it's like a cuddle nap sleep. Mm-hmm. Like cuddle in the morning with your pillows.
3: With your pillows. You go Joe Judice style. Yeah. But that's his 24-7 sleep journey.
2: Teresa's like, Joe, 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 we gotta go. And she's like, careful not to make a noise. And he's like, well, I, I can't. And he's like refusing to get out of bed. She's like dripping. She, her water has <laughs> broke. Like she yeah, is broke. Yeah, she's crying, ready to go.
3: And then she just like <laughs> is checking emails and Gabriella descends. <laughs> Gabriella's ready Gabriella. to like eat the placenta.
2: <laughs> yeah, Gabriella's like, the baby must be eaten as soon as it comes out. <laughs>
3: She's like fresh, she's like, blood. <laughs> like she's <yeah. laughs> on a mission to try and eat an infant.
2: She's fulfilling some prophecy we don't know about.
3: Yeah, she's on her own, completely separate journey from everyone else on the show.
2: So like Carlo Rossi, Joe like <laughs> picks up the car seat for the baby on the way home, and like gets Teresa in their giant SUV, and they just drive off to the nearest hospital.
3: And they and Joe's jorts. I just made oh a, I know like those jorts. Are not okay.
2: Also, Joe is not awake. Like, also, he Joe is...
3: doesn't care. He's very disengaged from this entire process, and it made me really uncomfortable.
2: Teresa's wearing full makeup, too, when they get to her, like, <laughs> baby suite. Mm -hmm. in the hospital which how are they paying for any of this i don't even know but well
3: they don't have any furniture in their house i noticed when we when they were like getting ready i was like wait they don't have furniture in their mausoleum oh that's true and so that they're saving a lot of money by not having furniture
2: yeah also i was thinking like no wonder Teresa's like so anxious to get out of there because like she's worried that the baby's first sight will be those doors that they (laughs) have (laughs) Which are truly the gates of hell by (laughs) Rodan.
3: Their front door.
2: Yeah. They're like, they're these giant, it's like game of Thrones, like Cersei shit.
3: It's like two big, huge wooden doors, right?
2: No, they're like, I think it's like black steel doors or something. It's so weird. Their handles are like that of like eagle wings or something. It's very strange. (laughs) Teresa gets ready to go. And then we cut to the brownstone and Chris Manzo wants to talk to his dad about his, like, stripper car wash.
3: Yeah, he's a business dream. man. Mm-hmm. And there's one point where, like, he's sitting in the office of the Brownstone. And I was like, oh, the Brownstone's actually nice. And then it pans up and there's, like, popcorn, like, church things. Oh, yeah. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. mm <Mm-mm." laughs>
2: Also, they're like, we're going to bring in, his dad, uh, Albert I is like, we're going to bring in my friend Ricky. He's going to talk to you. And then he, you see him just, like, basically, like, press a button, and this a uh, car wash man appears.
3: <laughs> also, the car wash is clearly where they're laundering money.
2: For sure. And Teresa, or Caroline's like, he's a good guy. We're friends with them. It's like, what? You just, like, can on hand just pull up a guy who owns a car wash?
3: Yeah, that's sketchy.
2: Yeah. And then he's sitting there like with his hands, like twiddling his thumbs while Chris <laughs> talks. He's truly Curleone.
3: Yeah, there's Vito. no, there's no way like anyone that owns a car wash is going to let just like this idiot, Chris Manzo, take over for the day with like a wild idea. I know. Like that's a small business owner.
2: And I just, it's like he has a mafia phone where he just like dials a button and some mm-hmm. Like the head of, you know, waste management appears or like the head of, uh you know, electricity and PSE&G appears. <laughs> like he has like, <laughs> he has like a, a teamster phone or something. Yeah. But they also like, they exalt their kids to a degree. Like every kid thinks their kid is perfect. Every parent thinks their kid is perfect, but they like, I don't know, the family, like at one point Chris is like, or Alvy's like, Chris can do anything he wants. He's the new Sinatra. Yeah. And I was like, that's no. a wow for me, dog. Like,
3: <laughs> Also, he calls, he does this thing that I hate where he calls Chris that kid. I hate yeah. when people are like, that kid, people they know. Also, when you're a young person and you do that, uh-huh. like, it's very strange. I,
2: I love that kid. It's
3: like, like what? My ex-boyfriend would call me, like, kid sometimes, and I was just like, are you fucking out of your mind? No. Like, stop.
2: That's 5150.
3: Yeah. Anyone that uses the term that kid and they're younger than 59 years old, I'm dialing Cedars. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. Hey, kid. (laughs) The only person that can use that kid is Melania.
2: Yeah. Hey. Hey.
3: Where's hey that kid? kid? That kid come Where's out of your pussy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's talking to the babysitter. And her, they're all like eating breakfast while he's at the hospital. And he's like, yo, when's that kid coming out of mom's pussy? You <laughs> 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 better come out soon. Mom's got to get home to take me to get my tap shoes.
0: <laughs> I got to go
3: shopping later.
2: <laughs> I got to go to the mall later.
3: I want to go back Tom's to the store, here. get some more clothes. I feel like I didn't she, get enough last time.
2: No, not enough at all. No, she's not back yet by 5 p.m. I'm going down to the hospital and dragging her out.
3: Yeah, I'll match down myself, hair. drag her out of that sweep by her hair. She doesn't need to be there for more than one day. <laughs> it's inappropriate.
2: <laughs> She's got it she's she got this down by <laughs> down pat by now. Fourth kid. Fourth kid,
3: it should just fall out of there, am I right? Hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> am I right about that? Gabrielle's just like wide-eyed, like looking at her. Hey <laughs> the babysitter's just like completely scandalized.
3: <laughs> G is um, like scrubbing the floor. Mama me. Yeah. Oh no.
2: <laughs> oh I gotta get the tomato sauce off the floor for the baby. <laughs> She's no sweating. baby come home with the if the baby comes home and there's red sauce on the floor the house will be cursed for 50 years <laughs> shut up with that bullshit melania says that's some witchcraft shit i don't believe in that you shouldn't either
3: oh my god i was look i was reading a book called witch or witch recently and it outlined all different kinds of witches and there's an italian witch that's known as Strigaria. It's like Strega oh but it's Stregaria Strigari- or something, and that's totally Gia.
2: Like a mount, like an Italian mountain witch. Yeah,
3: a total Italian kitchen witch.
2: Whoa, Stregaria? I'm going to have to do some research later. If anyone has any experience with, with southern, southern European witchcraft, yeah. let us know.
3: Italian witches, yay or nay? Email sexuniquepodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>
2: hey <laughs> wipe off that shit from
3: the floor <laughs> get that cleaned up we gotta go soon <laughs>
2: <laughs> um
3: so I'll we got to put you up back y'all. with
2: the dogs i gotta put you up back with the dogs gabriella gabriella runs <laughs> scream no oh. <laughs> stay away
3: from me <laughs> she just like holds a knife up to Shut- melania and her face like morphs <laughs> into like a demonic like expression I was, like, hey, hey, I was just taking hey. the piss out of you i was
2: taking the piss <laughs> well, look at this one she thinks i'm
3: serious <laughs> so sun through
2: so danielle danielle takes christine and jilly to her like favorite diner which apparently she goes to all the time <laughs> um and she sits down and she's like yeah how you doing like she knows the waiter really well
3: she loves a diner the mm-hmm. danielle's favorite restaurant through diners she goes, I have two fabulous daughters, and I'm happy to be here to discuss her career. And I'm like, what career?
2: Danielle and Christine order chicken salads, and Julie orders gnocchi. <laughs>
3: I love Jilly so much. Jilly's face. I do too. Jilly is my obsession. She's the only one who really understands what's going on in this show. She's a true loller. She is a loller. And, like, she's always, like, making fun of her older sister, like, trolling so hard. And, like. And
2: trolling Danielle.
3: Yeah. She lives to troll, and I'm here for it.
2: Danielle's like, I spoke to Ivan Bart. He called me. And he's saying that, you know, it's just one part of your career and that we have to look forward to the next chapter.
3: And Christine is like launches into this whole monologue where I think she's kind of just trying to say, like, I don't want to do modeling, mom, but like Mm -hmm. still can't spit it out because she doesn't want to like crush. She doesn't want to go through the horror that danielle will put her through once she's shared her non-passion and modeling and she, she ends her like monologue she goes i guess the industry just isn't ready for me and then jilly goes yeah you're not ready for it <laughs> read
2: <laughs> such she dragged her to hell
3: she dragged her right to hell where gabrielle and danielle doesn't
2: danielle's like damn that's good like she was like that's Mm-hmm. danielle did not like correct her she was just kind of like mm, she's right yeah but you can also tell that danielle was so happy to tell christine that her career is in jeopardy yeah
3: because danielle of, because she didn't eat enough key her up just to watch her fall
2: yeah also like i don't think her career should be threatened because just because she like didn't eat enough and got like sick you know what i mean
3: yeah i mean Maybe i it think should that, be. i i feel like when you In that situation where it's like you're hired to walk in the show and then stand there, you kind of, it's on you a little bit to make sure that you can do what it takes so that you can stand there. Even though it's like unfair for a minor to have to do that, someone should have been like, okay, make sure to eat. Like, how do you feel? Like kind of giving her a lay of the land a little bit. But I'm sure with the camera crew there and then you have Danielle as a mom, just like <laughs> taking care of yourself is the last thing on your mind.
2: I know, but I love, I love that Danielle. That just she goes, "Hello, back to earth." She goes, "We gotta support each other. We're a family, and you two as sisters always have to support each other." And then later, she definitely bought Jilly like a frappuccino at Starbucks for mm-hmm. shading Christine.
3: <laughs> She's like, "Jilly, you're smart. You know exactly what's going on. You're next. You're next."
2: <laughs> Also, okay, so we cut to Teresa. She's on the phone. She's rolling calls. So Teresa, it starts she's on the phone with her brother Joe in the next season. Um, and they're like flirting. It's like weird. Yeah. They have like a very weird relationship. I'm sorry. As as people come to know, they're like
3: their relationship is like oddly charged with misplaced sibling passion.
2: Yeah. But she Teresa's so adorable. She has, like, her little flip phone out, and she's just calling everyone in her phone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> she
2: I feel like she has, razor. like, the yellow pages out. Yeah. I love I a razor.
3: I really want one when they get re-released.
2: I do, too.
3: Like, razors were incredible.
2: They were everything. I I had a razor till like, the very end. Mm-hmm. Razor or bust. So at one point, you hear Teresa go, "Alvira, it's Teresa. I'm at the hospital. <laughs>
3: she's, like, my Chucky. I tried to shave it.
2: Oh yeah, she calls Gina and Gina's of course asking her about like her chuckerella.
3: I don't get De- like Dina's obsession with that is like It's
2: really untrue. strange.
3: She has some sort of like trauma around vaginas
2: cuz it yeah. comes up
3: later in the episode where she like mentioned she's like the baby just looks like it came out and didn't even have to go through the trauma of being born through a birth canal and vagina and it's like what that's not like trauma that's how babies are born and she's like
2: you never know he was she was just squeezed out of Teresa's birth canal i'm like ew (laughs) (laughs) why are you saying it like
3: that you've got to work with jen the wellness coach to like get you to a place of like peace and vagina love (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> she basically was like you never know she was just squeezed out of teresa's birth hole <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> going to it's to vagina kind of trauma.
2: it's so strange teresa has one has a road at one point she has a, ro- a razor phone in one hand and a rotary phone in the other
3: <laughs> <laughs> she's old hollywood she is <laughs> making deals then joe comes in mm-hmm. and i love her like negotiating for presents pre-birth like trying yeah. to get- him to like give her something like jewelry and then it shows her getting an epidural which was oh like, my it was whoa. it was serious it
2: kind of reminded me you know in the exorcist where she reagan goes to get all the epidural stuff yeah it kind of reminded me of that
3: it was very exorcist adjacent and she's going ah, <laughs> ah. and then oh, joe, joe. <laughs> makes a blood diamond joke i know <laughs> it was like joe that's the only was like, thing that came out of his mouth he was like i get your jewelry you go down to africa they have good diamonds there he goes I but like, i might die trying to find
2: it i was like okay, okay, okay like <laughs> casual colonial like what the fuck are you talking about good one good one joe
3: good one joe
2: and Teresa's just like in so i felt really bad for her she was
3: it looks painful
2: i know She's, like
3: I feel like if Teresa's crying, you know it's actually really painful because I think she has a high threshold.
2: Oh, she totally does. It's just like, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, I, I just, birth is so like, it's incredible, but it's it's terrifying.
3: <laughs> well, it's weird that they showed they just gave you sound bites of her birth with just a shot of the door. Like, that I know seemed not I'd rather have not had that because it made it seem more like scary than it actually was I wish they had you just, just <laughs> like blurred out between her legs and like we could watch her give birth
2: yes yeah, so you just hear her going
3: ah, no, ah, ah. it's like truly it is the last scene of the exorcist
2: <laughs> and then and then when the baby comes out she goes oh I
3: love you <laughs> Oh my god, I
2: love you. She goes. She goes, What is it? And the nurse goes. It's a girl. And she goes. Oh god, I love you. <laughs> oh, it was Joe cute. Guys,
3: I hope I don't throw up that hamburger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, Can you imagine giving birth, and Joe is like <laughs> holding her hand.
3: <laughs> if your man is like ma- being like, good. Uh, hope I don't throw up. I'd be like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Like yeah, I'd get, be like, get, get out. out, get away, get out, get, the get out. Now!
1: There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care.
3: be singing me praises from all black classics to fun expressive prints me undies has a look for everyone plus they come in sizes xs to 4xl guaranteeing a flattering cut for everybody me undies isn't just about underwear explore the lounge collection featuring joggers hoodies onesies and more me signature fabric is as soft as a warm hug from your favorite sweater it's breathable stretchy and oh so comfy making it ideal for all day wear they use sustainably sourced material and work with partners that care for their workers. Not happy with your first pair of undies? It's on me undies. Good things come in big packages at me Get 20% off your first order plus free shipping at me slash sexy. That's me slash sexy for 20% off plus free shipping. Me undies, comfort from the outside in.
2: Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? Then we cut to Jacqueline and fucking beanie. Ashley (laughs) Ashley walks in, you know, beanie first.
3: Purple beanie. To to apologize to
2: Jacqueline for their like last fight that they had.
3: And Jacqueline wants Ashley to see a life coach. And Ashley is like, no, bitch. Also, I think Ashley. I kind of have respect for Ashley because I'm like, okay, let's put this in perspective. My mom, like, I was raised in Vegas. A a strike against me there. My mom (laughs) (laughs) remarried to some like mafia guy and started a new family and is like such a bitch. And now I don't want to live with her anymore and. I'm moving out to like crash on the couch. And then every time I come over, my mom is saying some stupid shit to me, like wants me to see a life coach or is telling me like, I don't, I shouldn't drive drunk. And like, I kind of got Ashley's perspective of how over it she is in this moment. And also how stoned she must be. Oh, she's so
2: high. She's
3: blunted out.
2: Yeah. That were like on pills or something.
3: She's not sober
2: no she's like and then she's like at one point jacqueline's like well what's your plan and she goes she's like i have a plan i have i'm gonna take a semester off and maybe do waitressing and then go to community college for two semesters and then jacqueline goes what do you want to study and she goes fashion merchandising to music industry manager to zoology i mean it's like all over the place and she starts cracking up at herself
3: she's so stoned she's just like literally just like spit it like just saying things
2: (laughs) (laughs) she's like fucking she's like narcoed out just like on like just flailing and like just laughing at herself and just being like whoa like i want to go i want to be a zoologist
3: fashion merchandising you just cut to waitressing zoology i have a plan
2: music industry and talent manager <laughs> and you just cut to jacqueline who's holding the baby and she's just like oh my god you're stoned like jacqueline knows
3: yeah jacqueline knows, and i feel like she told ashley she was like you need to stop getting stoned before we film. Do you promise you'll you won't be stoned anymore on camera and ashley's like yeah shut up and then then ashley trolls her by showing up high as balls every time they're supposed to film and jacqueline can't say anything and it's ashley's revenge
2: i also love how jacqueline goes i have a friend who has a friend who's a life coach (laughs) she brings that up later
3: a stranger yeah so no, no friends just like i know i don't there is a stranger out there who is a life coach
2: and then ashley goes you know i think it's I think paying someone to talk to them is a waste of time. And I was like, damn, paying someone to talk about yourself is a waste of time.
3: Yeah. It's like, a hard okay. outlook to have. That's like a 20 yeah. year old as an 18 year old. I get why an <laughs> 18 year old would say that. Yeah, I do too. But guess what? I'll bet Ashley's paying lots of people to talk about herself now.
2: Hmm. Someone who on the opposite end of like, intact family we go to so chris manzo it goes to scores in new york city which is like one of the most famous strip clubs there gentlemen's club
3: that's like the hustlers club kind of
2: yeah also fun fact i think danielle did a stripping residency there
3: (gasps) she did when she got famous didn't she i think she did like when
2: she was no i think like after the show after she was asked to, or she didn't she got fired from the show she did I like a,
3: her stripping career yeah was weird it reminded me of like octomom's porn
2: mm-hmm. did well, octomom she also, do
3: porn or she stripped
2: no i think she did porn danielle did a sex tape
3: Oh, she did, didn't she? Was the sex yeah. tape? <laughs> it gets darker and darker. I can't keep track. But then it's like, if you have a question, if Danielle did something, the answer is yes.
2: I skimmed through it. Just uh,
3: how was it? Who, fu- who was she fucking?
2: That guy from that Teresa says she that like Teresa and Joe Judice's friend that she was like fucking during she, in the first season. Remember that like redhead guy that she like is in love with, but he's like, I don't I'm not dating you. And I don't Teresa remember. Well when Teresa flips her table, she goes, Coming to my shore house. It's because uh Danielle used their shore house to give her their friend blowjobs.
3: Oh, okay. So then so she did a guy. sex tape with that guy.
2: Uh-huh. And you Was like it? see her house. It's like oh, in really? her house that you see on the show. It's mm-hmm. like
3: Mm-mm. yeah wait was it like an it's amateur like full- sex tape or was it like she hired a crew to film them having sex
2: no he's filming it's like the guy filming her
3: ah! it's like male That's, perspective like, like blowjob like yeah a, oh i can't she's like a spider it's, woman
2: i know it's like a and black like, widow and- <laughs> I think it's like in it's like in their bathroom too. Her like no, you know, the bathroom. No, her green off.
3: bathroom with the stained glass mirror. I know. Stop. Yeah.
2: Listen, she had to do what she had to do.
3: Wow. Props. Danielle does have a lot of hustle in her. I will give her that. And she's lived <laughs> I, a life I, and she's been engaged nineteen times. So she clearly knows a lot of things that we don't know. She's
2: seen things and she gets it done and she does what she has to do live um so Chris goes to meet the manager of scores to talk about like so first he meets a guy who owns a car wash and now he's meeting a guy who runs a strip club and he's just getting the lay of the land and he does like kind of a shadow day and the manager is like what do you do I look like I run a strip club and and Chris is like no and he's like that's right I run a gentleman's club <laughs> And he just like leaves too, them on the floor.
3: Chris's like novel idea here is to bring hot women to wash cars. Yeah, like that's been done.
2: I know a million like, times. Isn't that what like softball teams and like sports teams do? Like the, when yeah. it's all girls for like raising and cheerleaders. Money for, yeah,
3: it's like a trope in pop culture that like hotties wash cars
2: yeah and like they're all like it's so genius like caroline they're like i've never heard of this it's so amazing
3: (laughs) there and all the women are like wildly just whatever about it caroline's like just don't make it trashy like yeah and it's just i can't if chris was charming enough to carry kind of this simple life-esque plot line throughout this episode it would be one thing but i'm just like this is like a worm mm-hmm. um, just like worming around let me yeah. back to the people that matter
2: um and then albie comes with his friends So like it's <laughs> like do you guys ever can you go anywhere without each other like
3: yeah and it's also just, like they're... can you get laid without a camera around no
2: yeah i know it's also like i was <laughs> i was watching with my boyfriend and he was like uh he was like i don't he's like when men go to strip club they just go to like sit in chairs together while getting lap dances he's like that's he basically was like it seems really gay
3: it's gay and also it's like i was watching how the girls like sit on their lap and i was like god being a stripper i think I'm sure it has like a lot of dark sides, but I feel like it could be really fun. You basically get paid to pretend like you actually like a guy for five yeah. minutes. You sit on there and make a and ton you're of like, money. Oh my God. You like ask them a question <laughs> about their shirt and then you like mess with their hair and you're like, Hey sugar. And then they like pay you $500.
2: I know. I'm <laughs> like,
3: these men are losers. You basically they are making are. like losers feel like, fuckable Powerful. for two minutes
2: yeah and you and you just like walk off and
3: then you're like bye. was like bye. And then the, <laughs> bye see you next time
2: bye handsome man and they just like leave yeah. and go like do your own thing and like yeah. spend your money
3: you pay your rent and go shopping yeah get your hair god. done and like or save money do whatever you want basically and for literally two minutes of being like oh my god you're so cute Where'd you get those shoes?
2: It's a you know, it's a wonderful thing.
3: It is a wonderful thing. I'm happy for those women. I hope that they got paid a pretty penny.
2: Me too. To hang with these losers.
3: (laughs) To hang with these truly, like maybe the biggest losers on the show. Like I would rather I I would rather hang with Danny, the psychopath, than like hang with Chris. Oh my god.
2: (laughs) Well. Well okay, we'll we'll talk about that. But first Teresa we'll get there, yeah. When Adriana comes out, she goes to Joe, What do we name her? And Joe goes, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> <And> <laughs> then Teresa goes, Okay, we'll name her Adriana and the nurse goes, Okay, Adriana and then and, and then Teresa goes, Can I put beautiful things on her yet? <laughs>
3: I love that Teresa just has, like, she claimed that she didn't know what the sex was of the baby, but she brought yeah. all these bows to the hospital. Like, a full blown bonnet, like, crochet and <laughs> beanie with a huge bow on it.
2: At one point, she's wearing, like, a horse mane. <laughs> like, a tuft of, like, horse <laughs> hair. It's, like, very, like, paymon. Like,. <laughs>
3: It's <laughs> totally, it's a, like a demonic Cabbage Patch kid.
2: Yeah, but she's so cute. Adriana is like truly beautiful.
3: The, all the girls are so adorable. I, I know. I hated Joe in this whole birth journey. I did too. He was I've, such a fuck. He was such a fuck. And I wrote down, I was like, is Joe just nervous on camera? Or like, what is the fucking deal? Like.
2: I don't care. Like, how dare you?
3: How Very dare you your
2: wife just like was like straddling the line between life and death just now and like you're just sitting there like leaking <laughs> merlot
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes sweating from your merlot eye out of your eye bags while teresa literally sits in a full face of makeup hair done like heels, wearing on. heels, like on, heels on like <laughs> glammed up giving birth for the fourth time, she's fertile fourth as fuck, time. just like popping babies out and taking care of biz. And then all you can yeah. do is be like, Hope but don't throw up that hamburger.
2: Oh, like, I don't care. What do you, what do I need? I don't care. Why would I care about this? I don't like, care. Oh, okay. Jesus,
3: Joe. What the fuck, um, man?
2: And then we go to another <laughs> questionable <laughs> husband. Jacqueline and Teresa, or Jacqueline and Chris- jacqueline brings two like goblets in to their furnished basement, and she wants to talk to Chris about Ashley.
3: Oh my God, this scene actually—I was like, no—and then rewound it multiple times because I truly could not believe yeah. what I was seeing. She's like, "Well, Chris, so goes, I saw she, Ashley today." She's like,
2: "Hmm." She's like, "I suggested a friend of a friend is a life." She says it again, "Is a life coach," and I suggested that for her, and then Chris goes. I didn't get. I don't get a life, coach, and I just got a beaten. He's like, (laughs) I just got beat. Why do not you just beat her? We cut to Dina, and Dina goes, (laughs) "Yeah, you know, I just, you know, just, just a beaten. You know, I used to get a wooden spoon. Ever get hit with a wooden spoon? But you don't get in trouble anymore." I was like, Jesus Christ,
3: God, like family. You guys, the things were really violent for you. Although I did get spanked with a wooden spoon growing up. So, yeah, I mean, I got, but never... I got
2: slapped once I think or spanked.
3: Yeah, but it was not like I don't remember it hurting, but it was just like the terror of hearing the drawer open where I knew the spoon was located. <laughs> and then like the look of the spoon yeah. was scary enough. But yeah, they're obsessed. I was with more
2: of a soap beating. on my toothbrush.
3: Oh okay.
2: Yeah. Beaten.
3: Just beat her. Do you ever get beat with a wooden just, spoon? I got it. You ever get
2: beaten? Dina, just cut Dina. <laughs> A wooden spoon will do. Wooden spoon <laughs> will do just fine. You don't need life coaching. You ever get hit with a wooden spoon? You're not going to do anything again. Cuts back to them.
3: Then Chris shows Jacqueline his safe full of guns.
2: He has like a Ed Hardy like gun case with like it's assault, like assault rifles.
3: rifles and like chromed and it, out Glocks
2: glocks and then
3: why does he have a huge safe filled with guns
2: and then jacqueline puts it like a a magazine like rambo magazine strap like over her full of bullets
3: (laughs) she goes i'm gonna wear it here like gleeful (laughs) she goes oh my god i'm gonna wear it it's hot and puts it on and is like kind of doing like a little like sexy dance for him and he loves how much she loves it
2: Loves that she like gets all like she gets kind of like ooh, like you know kind of absent-minded and he's into that
3: he loves it he loves to like surprise her with whatever guns he recently put in his gun safe
2: he also has a giant book called godfather family album on the top of his (laughs) gun case (laughs) like
3: what? what does that mean
2: he's either like I don't know. He's either, like, a tool and just, like, oh, it's, like, mafia Italian or he's, like, just legitimately in the mob and hiding in plain sight. and doesn't give a shit.
3: I feel like it might be somewhere in between that. Like, I just don't know yeah. why you would have to have a safe full of guns. I mean, I guess some people just, like, love the look of a bunch of guns in a safe and would love to buy them and yeah, them in there and take them out and look at them every once in a while. I don't relate, but it's wild. It's really wild. Um. Then we go back oh, yeah, we to, got the to Danielle. Preakness Restaurant.
2: Yeah. And Danielle, which I googled.
3: What What is Preakness Restaurant? It's another diner.
2: I think it's in Wayne. <laughs> Hold on in wayne new jersey manny's preakness dinah
3: manny's preakness dinah
2: anyone who has any experience at the preakness diner right in
3: yeah have you been there what do you think did you see danielle there was she having a meeting she (sighs) meets Well, she's having a meeting because she there's tragedy afoot but i also am like is this real so oh wait, yeah. sorry, start over it kind of cut out the owner a bit. Of
2: the... oh, can you hear me? yeah, okay, so Danielle, the owner of the diner has a brother who's his daughter is a baby and she has like really bad cancer, which is like really tragic, obviously, yeah. and they're doing a benefit at the brownstone and they like want Danielle to present a check
3: or something they really want danielle to be there <laughs> I, love I guess amidst, it's like a
2: celebrity kind of
3: yeah amidst this like horrible tragedy that's befallen their baby daughter the number one concern on their mind is how do we get danielle stabbed to the brownstone
2: um, like here he is telling about his daughter who has this like you know, rapidly spreading cancer. And then Danielle, as soon as she says the brownstone, Danielle's face goes, mm. like, she's like, <laughs> not thinking of this baby anymore. And she's just thinking about Caroline. I don't know
3: if Caroline would like
2: me there, but I'll do it for this baby who has a cancer that's much bigger than her.
3: Yeah, that's also, like, not how you should talk about the cancer. But okay, so I just remember I was watching this and I was like, is this baby with cancer real like or is this another like money laundering cover-up i don't know i don't i I... mean i'm not trying to i'm not trying to like be controversial or make waves but i was just like when the guys come and sit down and they're it's like two kind of gangstery guys who come and sit down they're Mm -hmm. like the type of tumor she has it's an automoblastoma and uh baby cancer it's baby cancer. That's what it is, and it's like okay, yeah. Like
2: they're all, and they're all just like oh, baby cancer, yeah, yeah.
3: And then it's like Danielle, what's goes, going on here? This has got to be extremely expensive. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I was just like she just hmm. loves like
2: <laughs> she just loves like expensive cancer tragedy.
3: <laughs> she loves she's such a, tragedy. a cool. Well, also, I love that she's basically said in the last episode that she's really broke. And has no money, and Mm -hmm. then is trying to push her daughters into having careers as like child laborers. And then these people come around, and they're like, "Our baby has cancer," and she goes, "I'm ready to donate a sizable amount. I'm ready to give you whatever you need." And I'm like, "Bitch, what are you talking about? What's the money, sitch?"
2: A sizable amount will do, and I'll I'll be there to present (laughs) it. I'm like, what? Well, so and then we.
3: <laughs> a so amount will do. It will. It,
2: it will do, and Dina. So Dina's speaking of Danielle. Dina goes. She has Jacqueline and Ka- Caroline meet at Jacqueline's, and she discloses to them that like she talked to Zen Jen, and she wants to go meet with Danielle and like discuss their drama. Yeah. And like put it to bed. And also, everything in Jacqueline's house was like designed by Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. like it's just
3: it's all dark it literally looks like like tapestries
2: Mm -hmm. and caroline goes you called me from my house to sit here and talk about danielle guess what if i'd known that you were going to call me from my house to talk about danielle
3: i would have gone back to my house (laughs) (laughs) i was like what are you talking about (laughs) caroline hates psychics by the way also i know <laughs> she really like, has a chip on her shoulder what a fraud yeah, yeah. Dina's it's like you know jen zen jen who gave me the bracelet and Ken goes oh you mean these and like held up her bracelet and she's like i don't think that she should be doing it for zen jen i would like to see dina do something for dina for herself
2: and dina goes she was right about everything else like she's so defensive about zen jen <laughs> And Caroline's, you keep that witch away from me like clearly <laughs> Caroline had some like dark moment with a gypsy like a like a like a psychic fortune teller a few years ago,
3: seriously, and all I can think about during this scene, like seeing Caroline and Jacqueline sitting on that couch, is you telling me that they brawled once. <laughs> And now I they're like just watching the could, whole thing. Imagining, yeah. They're just sitting there and like Jacqueline knows when to like pipe up and when to like be silent. And I was like imagining them, you know. physically brawling yeah. and I was dead. You know,
2: that Jacqueline like can throw down.
3: Oh, yeah. I wouldn't want to fight her.
2: No way. So Caroline's basically like, Dino, you're on your own. And I like when Jacqueline goes, we don't even know what Danielle's real name is. And she goes, Beverly. Angela, Meryl <laughs> Staub. <laughs>
3: Staub. I, I love Meryl. Love- Meryl <laughs> was that her name at one point?
2: Yeah, all these few things. Were- Beverly was her name from Cop Without a Badge.
3: <laughs> they called her Beverly in the book.
2: Yeah, that was like her. Mo- I think that was her modeling name.
3: Oh my god! I need to maybe rewatch season one because I really don't know enough facts.
2: We should just read the book.
3: Yeah, we should read the do book. Like,
2: do like an episode where we just have like a book club about it.
3: Yeah, that's a great idea. I love the flashback to Dan- Danielle's voicemail where she goes, "I have to be quite honest with you. I'm,
2: <laughs> Jacqueline. I have to be honest with you. I I was under the impression that you were your own oh, woman.
3: I have to be quite <laughs> honest with you. I love Caroline going,
2: yo, you mean this?
3: <laughs> oh, you mean this?'" With the bracelet, like, this Caroline's witchcraft hatred, the Stregoria. We got one.
2: <laughs> we got one witch coming at us <laughs> with Teresa's daughter, and then we got another one.
3: We got Gabrielle. It's enough keeping her under control. Now you want to go see Zen? Jen bring Stregoria into this. I don't think so.
2: I don't think so. There's
3: but two I'd things. Known you were calling me from my house to come here and talk about Danielle. I want to stay at my house.
2: If there's two things <laughs> Caroline hates, is leaving her house and, and Italian
3: witches. Italian witches.
2: <laughs> Caroline heads over to see Christopher, Christopher, who is enacting his his like hot girl at the car wash scheme. And he, all these like very Jersey girls. Like I'm sorry to say, but they, they are, are like
3: so Jersey, Jersey.
2: Tr- like true Jersey girls. Come over. One of them's like just wearing her underwear. <laughs> yeah, and, and like put it. Put... <laughs> the woman at the cashier at the car wash, who like works there, was like, just she was like, "Ah, uh, I didn't come to work for this
3: shit." Today. I know. I felt really bad for her because it I was just like, she has to like put up with it and be like mm-hmm. chill, but you can tell that she's just like uncomfortable with the whole thing.
2: Yeah, and they just start like this girl goes. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, come get a car wash. You know you want to. <laughs> come all on, the- come get a car
3: wash. You know you want to. She kind of like struts out into the street, like one yeah. leg, and then pivots and is like, "Come yeah. get a car wash." And then all the girls are really in a place of woo about car washing. It's like know. they woo! all there and they're, they're
2: all like woo. Total, woo! Place woo. Total, total place of woo. Total woo. Total place of woo.
3: And then and I just love some... that.
2: Come get a car wash. You know you want to. <laughs>
3: you know you want to
2: and, and they're just like whooping it up. <laughs> Come on. Come,
3: Come on. get a car wash. You Come know you Come get want a car to. wash. You know you want to. <laughs> there's an innocent like bystander. It looks cold outside for the shenanigans. It's cold as fuck. And there's an innocent bystander that's like lounging around wearing a "Stop Genocide" t-shirt. I saw that. <laughs> I'm loving his message. Yeah, his message. Yeah, his message got too. into the show. He's just Some like. Some editor Ooh. was
2: like, "I'm leaving that in."
3: Yeah, bless the editor that chose to leave that shot in. Stop genocide! Indeed.
2: <laughs> I know and a stripper car wash
3: also i think chris is definitely fucking that bianca girl that approaches caroline and albert
2: totally because she was like talking to them like kind of trying to be a little demure
3: yeah and like trying to meet that like i feel like she hadn't met them yet but was excited to meet them and like they've been fucking for a while and now it's like her chance to make a good impression (laughs) and i was like great impression bianca give it up honey Caroline's happen.
2: in the front. She's in the passenger seat and you just hear her. You don't even see her, but you hear her going like, how are you? <laughs> Albert's like, oh, hey, what's going on here? And she's like, nice to meet you both. <laughs> Caroline's like, nice to meet you too. And she goes, you cold?
3: <laughs> Caroline is no nonsense. She's not having Bianca. Her Chris with a car wash girl?
2: No, 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 no. no. No, but, like, again, so. they come to check on it. I'm like, can you just let him do his job? Like, can he be separate from his family at any time? Like, they're really so, like, on top of each other.
3: Yeah, it's a lot.
2: Um, And then you hear Caroline go on her interview. She goes, everyone's always saying, oh, stripper and car wash this, stripper and car wash. That. I'm like, everyone's – is that, like, a thing? Like. <laughs> She's like, everyone always says a stripper and a car wash, we, you know, they can't be put together. I'm like, no, Caroline, this is,
3: <laughs> what? it's never
2: like, been said before.
3: <laughs> no one is saying that. Literally, they, and, uh, go, they go together organically. Yeah. Tits and, and car wash.
2: And Ricky, the car wash guy, comes in from his, like, lunch break, and Chris has gotten all this business in, and he's, you can tell Ricky's so uncomfortable.
3: <laughs> but also, like, kind of turned on. And as soon as Ricky turns in, all the girls go, woo! Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Woo! Get a car wash. You know you want to.
2: (laughs) Come on. Get a car wash. You know you want to.
3: (laughs) I need you in drag as one of the car wash girls. Woo! Woo!
2: Who knows? Maybe you'll see it. Maybe. Maybe you'll all see it.
3: You at scores. From scores oh to the car God. wash.
2: Carrie moved back to the East Coast.
3: You as Bianca going nice yeah. to meet you both. Come on. Come to the car wash. You know you want to. <laughs> I'm
2: going to put that on a shirt.
3: You need to. You know you want to. You know you want to. Hi. How you doing? so nice, nice to finally meet you both nice to meet you both that was awesome. we're gonna go wawa
2: later so maybe we'll bring over some to the house and we'll all like eat lunch together and caroline's like no
3: <laughs> she's like, get away from me skank
2: <laughs> so then danielle goes to danielle oh my god danielle goes to see her friend danny at his like <laughs> terrifying white supremacist coke manor
3: <laughs> why does he have a mansion
2: I don't know, but his house is terrifying. I can like, I know what it's, it probably smells like whiskey and like fireplace.
3: Yeah. And he just like blows rails and then wears like sleeveless t-shirts all the time. Danielle goes,
2: I think Danny's an old friend of mine. I think our common grounds comes from both being arrested.
3: (laughs) Danielle (laughs) kicks things up. 20,000 notches by bringing Danny into the mix.
2: She goes, Danny knows a lot of people who, well, let's just say I'd leave it up for him to explain. I'm like, Jesus Christ.
3: (laughs) Danny's a convicted felon.
2: Yeah, Danny's like, she's like, "Danny's, Danny's done a hard time. He was away for four years. I'm like, oh my God.
3: He had a hard time in prison. He, like.
2: She loves it.
3: She loves it, but I think Danny, like, really went through it in priz
2: yeah he's not he's not the same
3: he's definitely not the same
2: (laughs) he has like this like huge guy just hanging with him who's like very serious
3: they're not like cut out to be on a reality show no yeah i mean they are great tv but also it's like danny you're probably on like probation of some sort or have a parole officer to like report to I don't think you want to be portrayed on national television as like a muscle side guy to like fuck with like, another family like I
2: no, he is we come to know this in the next episode Kim G he tells Kim G that he's he can drink in six days <laughs> also as one of our amazing readers of this series said that um, Danny was in a movie. He directed a movie with like someone from the Sopranos.
3: Yeah. He had a lot of people from the Sopranos in his movie, which we have to watch.
2: So he, he clearly knows people.
3: He's, he's connected.
2: At one point he goes, we knew we'd eventually get to this point. I'm like,
3: what? What point?
2: (laughs) Danielle wants Danny to escort her to the Brownstone event. And he goes, We knew we'd eventually get to this point. I'm like, what (laughs) fucking journey are you two on together? Do they just like blow coke and like
3: threaten people's lives?
2: We knew we'd eventually get to this point. He's like wringing his hands.
3: He looks really intense about the whole thing. Like he's gonna go commit murder somewhere. And then Danielle goes, When Danny comes around, people better be listening.
2: Danny can speak without words. He can speak
3: without words. Okay. so strange. Like, with a knife? What are you talking (laughs) about? Also, this is a baby. This is a fundraiser for a baby that's dying of cancer. Like, I don't think anyone's trying to kill you here, Danielle.
2: Danielle's like, let's just remember what this is about. And and they both go, yep. mm -hmm." (laughs) This is about a baby who's battling something. They're like, yep, absolutely. (laughs) Danny, we knew we'd eventually get to this point.
3: What? Danny has the wildest energy that's like off the wall. Like he's like always like wide eyes, like you can see the whites of his eyes at all times. He's it's, ready it's for a roll. It's crazy.
2: To switch from that darkness back to like the sweet birth of Adriana. It's and Teresa's innocent. just <laughs> Teresa's just hanging with Adriana and Dina comes to visit her. And she, this is when she's like, You never know. She was just squeezed out of Teresa's birth canal.
3: Went through all like, that kind of trauma to get out of a She I think she calls it a chakarela.
2: Yeah, she does.
3: <sighs> what is she that? comes in with
2: like, but Teresa makes her Adriana's godmother. And it's actually really sweet.
3: It is sweet.
2: I, I like to tear up it a little. Her.
3: Yeah. And so, and Dina is really emotional about the whole thing too.
2: Cause Teresa goes like, you know, in, in Italy, it's like, you want your, your godmother is who you want your kid to resemble them or be like and i want my daughter to be like you Aww. and i was like that's really and they're like still really close so
3: oh, i love that they still talk they're not like oh yeah oh good oh caroline and dina are estranged uh-huh. oh okay yeah i get it
2: and then caroline hears that danielle's coming to the brownstone and <laughs> she's she's like Albert's like, guess who's coming to the brownstone? Because he already knows, of course.
3: Yeah. He's your best friend.
2: (laughs) Caroline (laughs) goes, I told her she was garbage like I have in the past, and I'll do it again.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Also, Caroline is really pulling rank with like a low cut t-shirt and her big tits.
2: I know. She has like... She's she's trying to show
3: Albert Sr. who's boss, and it's Mm -hmm. working.
2: She's like, I feel like she's a little threatened of danielle
3: yeah so she's trying to up her own like sex appeal
2: uh-huh they like having, i won't like, be a, there
3: a sex off yeah yeah mm-hmm. but
2: i love that i'll tell her she's garbage like i have in the past i'll do it again <laughs> <laughs> you put lipstick on a pig it's still a pig
3: still a pig you hang out with garbage you start to stink well this is
2: all leading up to the next episode which is you know obviously one of the most historic housewives episodes of all time
3: Truly. The big confrontation where Danny is a, the human definition of a wild card. No mm-hmm. one knows what he could pull. I also <laughs> love... <laughs> he goes, what does he say? He goes, a punk is a punk is a punk is a punk, and the manzo's... And I guess
2: those, the manzo's a punk.
3: Punks. He goes, you want to start... He's like, what does he say? He's like, you want to start something?
2: We'll bring something yeah don't start oh, something if you don't want to bring something or some like shit
3: he's truly like anything could happen for sure also i love that <laughs> caroline's like oh you're talking about danielle found god danielle love and light
2: <laughs> oh yeah danielle found god just like zen gen with these bracelets
3: <laughs> <laughs> just like another but we need another struggeria up in the mix <laughs>
2: uh well
3: well the journey continues
2: just this was this was like um you know a strange kind of quiet episode but a lot is to come so we're ready to go we'll be in full form for next week's recap which is you know just get ready for anyone yeah. who hasn't seen this episode it's i want you to prepare yourselves
3: magic I want you to
2: pray to Stregoria.
3: (laughs) Go to your local Stregoria and ask her to put a protection spell on you because you're going to need it after you see Danny's wild eyes.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Buckle the fuck up.
3: Buckle the fuck up. Uh, thank you for being of my course. co-host on this journey, my Italian stallion. My
2: your struggle your struggerea sister.
3: <laughs> my stregoria sister, Carrie O'Donnell.
2: Um you can find me at eCario,
3: And you can find me at Lars Marie. And if you want a bonus episode, you can find that at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast and write us in we talk a lot about we get a lot of good gersey ger- ger- jersey goss
2: we have a any
3: lot to experiences
2: or if anyone's ever been to the preakness diner write in is- and let us know
3: or have you met danny and had an experience yeah. with danny let us know
2: Someone does.
3: They know there has to be someone out there that knows Danny quite well. I have to be quite, <laughs> quite honest well. with you. I know him. I have to well. be quite honest. <laughs> well, thank All you right. for
2: having me again.
3: We'll see you next week. Love and Bye. light. Love and light.